Hey. Hello. Hello. Hey, what's going on, man? Nothing. Um, all right, welcome to Talking on Eggshells, the only podcast where we literally talk on eggshells. I'm standing right. in two, two cartons of eggs right now, as I, wearing them as shoes as I walk around. Um, I heard a great Mark Norman, or not Mark Norman, uh, Norm McDonald joke yesterday. It was, uh, he said, um, like, um, Matt Williams, he, uh, he smashed 148 eggs with his head, earning himself a spot in the Guinness World Book of Fucking Retards. <laughs> Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> yeah so, so I kept, uh, yeah, I was like, <clears throat> my girlfriend was trying to sleep and I was watching his videos and I'm, I like start laughing out loud. And she's like, <laughs> get out of here. <laughs> so I left the room. Yeah. He said, uh, no. and they say curiosity killed the cat, but I wouldn't rule out that shifty eyed kid next door. <laughs> Yeah. He's dead now, isn't he? Right? Yeah. yeah, he died it was a year or two ago. Legend. That's so crazy. Yeah, yeah. He did. He did kind of what Ricky Gervais did on um, the was that the Academy Awards, and um, Mark uh, Norm Macdonald did it on uh, the ESPYS, the ESPN Awards, back back in the nineties. So that was pretty funny. Like. It's a lot of um, like professional athletes like rolling their eyes and groaning. And <laughs> it's kind of upset with him. One of the jokes was like, "Yeah, congratulations to this guy. He won the Heisman Trophy. That's that's amazing. No one can take that away from you unless you murder your wife and a waiter." <laughs> it's like an OJ joke. And a wait, yeah, right, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And everyone in the audience is like Ken Griffey Jr. and all these people just like burying their heads in their hands, like they can't believe he's saying. Um, so that's why I like Ari Shafir. Yeah. So to them, he bombed and it was awful, but like to comedians, it was just. Yeah, that's why I like Ari Shafir because I like I like his subversive attitude about kind of. I, I I know it's like it's a little abrasive, but I, I like that he could point out the absurdity of life. It's like, oh my god, Kobe Bryant died. We're gonna miss him. It's like, yeah, but he like fucked an underage girl and like raped her. <laughs> so he kind of brings back reality to us. He's like, yeah, 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 it's great. Johnny Depp's awesome, but he's also like copying Aerosmith or whatever. You know. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. I like the I like Tony Hinchcliffe's uh, Kobe joke too, which was um, Kobe oh, passed. No way. fucking stupid (laughs) yeah i was thinking i i i never really said it i guess i should say on a podcast because i want people to think about it in yourself i i I feel that jason momoa is just copying johnny depp (laughs) yeah i don't know i think um i think yes in a way but it's also like like a Jungian archetype kind of thing like (laughs) what is that that would mean like, like personality like types. Yeah, Jungian archetype. Uh, Carl Jung, the psychologist who was kind of a contemporary of Freud's. I think he worked with Freud for a while. And uh, so the archetypes are things like I don't know, jock and cheerleader could be considered right. considered archetypes. So like, 
cool guy who wears necklaces or something. <laughs> I guess right. A, the Johnny Depp archetype of you know. I'm surprised. Of... I'm surprised that Johnny Depp hasn't like said something, or somebody hasn't said something. Been like, hey, are you just trying to like look like Johnny Depp because you got holy jeans, you wear. Like, here's one that's really odd is they tie handkerchiefs in their pockets or on their pants. And I'm yeah. like, what the what the fuck's the point of that? Like, yeah. Are you going to blow your nose? You can't really blow your nose down then, can you? <laughs> but I'm like, yeah. it's like, what's the point of the handkerchief? Like, back in the day, it was like to wipe your hands if you were a mechanic or if you were like a farmer, you'd Ooh. like blow your nose or something. It was, it was a useful product. Yeah. Now it's like a fashion statement that's never worn or like it's worn but never used for a any of, practice. A lot of these guys are 20, 30 years older than us and if, and if Johnny was <coughs> admiring like, uh, like the Rolling Stones and yeah. Jimmy, Jimmy Hendrix or like people that just had scarves for no reason. Um, yeah. And, or, and John- uh, in LA for some reason. What, what's it called when a British person kind of wears it as like a tie? Is that a ascot or a... Uh, yeah, like an ascot. A, uh, yeah, like because even Django Reinhardt wore one. The fr- I forget what they call them. Yeah, they're like... I guess let's call them ascots for now. But yeah, I looked into it because it's... You can tie them different ways. Um, I don't know. Yeah, they're, they're there for a purpose. But most people don't use them. Like the Navy, they have one too for their, their dress blues and dress whites. And it's like, what the fuck is that for? But it means something. It's a way to like tie something or wipe your brow or something. <laughs> it's kind of interesting. Yeah. yeah. The um, the term redneck comes from like Labor Day. And uh, like they wore like red handkerchiefs on their neck and in like solidarity as they were protesting these I don't know if they were like miners or something. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. Okay. I always thought it was like like farmers that that their necks turned red because they were out in the sun. Yeah, it happens to me because I'm a I'm a white dude. So yeah, it always happens to me. You get a little sunburn and shit. Yeah, farmers tan, right? It's a classic yeah. one. Yeah, exactly. But, yeah, uh, we, were, we were we were talking about like tank tops the other day, and like tank tops were like a 1920s, 1930s uh, swimsuit. And and yeah. they would wear it, and they like tank, and then like something about tanks, like military use. Uh, oh no, they 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 would swim in tanks. That's what it was. I don't know. It's yeah, it's like, fascinating what things water, come from. Like, yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. it's fun to look into that shit. Um. Yeah. So I think I don't know. I kind of wonder if like yeah, Johnny Depp could have just been kind of copying his rock star idols and oh of course he is <laughs> dressing dressing eccentrically and then then you got grunge i don't know how old jason momoa is if johnny just he's he's younger he's he's younger he's about 40 something uh in his 40s jason yeah momoa. yeah 45 or something so i i wouldn't doubt he hasn't said it but i wouldn't doubt because i wouldn't doubt you know when you look at your type jason momoa in when he's young he's actually short hair he's much thinner yeah. he's yeah. not big he was on like he was a model he went to college. He's from Iowa. Uh, uh, and then he, there's uh, a point to there's a point too where like you're, I don't know, influenced by somebody, so you start wearing something. But then, okay. you, but then after ten years, you've been doing it so long that it is your style. Like you've taken it and made it your own kind of thing. Well, that's, what to, that's what I was thinking about today lately. Is I, I keep thinking about everybody, and I mean everybody, even, even myself, because I'm I'm throwing things out and I'm 
stopping. I need to take off these goddamn rings and bracelets. Cause I'm like, I'm not a fucking like, what the fuck am I doing? Like I have coats that I don't wear. And I'm like, what am I doing? Oh, it's like, Oh, it's right. I was 16. I was 21 at one time. And I thought, Oh, this is going to be really cool. I'm going to wear this. I'm going to totally wear this and be awesome. And it's like, you can't wear that. You're a fucking idiot. <laughs> so, um, I wanted to talk about, uh, well, well I don't, yeah, just the crises like you, cause like Johnny Depp to me is like, it's great. There's moments where he looks normal and he's doing great, but he's 60. It's like, dude, stop trying to be Keith Richards. I mean, God love you. You're an adult. I can't tell you what to do. I don't know you, but if I was his friend, I'd be like, dude, stop wearing a bunch of fucking scarves. You fucking idiot. <laughs> I mean, like, What's wrong with you? Just wear a normal fucking shirt. What the hell's wrong with you? Um, I'm not too concerned about it. Like, if he... I think we all have, like, different vibes. Like, there's... For me, there's, like, going out to a nice dinner vibe. uh Uh-huh. And then there's, like, working in the garden vibe. And there's uh, professional professional Jacob. And then there's just, like, uh, lounging around, like, Adam Sandler vibes. Like, basketball shorts and... Well, I'm very well. I'm very impressed that me and you can admit that we did some stupid shit like we always did in our twenties and our teenage years. But me and you have always kind of, kind of shedded that kind of uh, fur of yeah. uh, like, like I don't really dress like Johnny Depp that much anymore. I don't really dress like a rock star anymore. I kind of like get rid of some of the things, and you start to kind of realize what you really do like and what you really don't like, and you start going like, "Well, I'm never going to wear this leather pants. I'm throwing them out. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to wear this vest because I never wear a fucking vest. I wear white t-shirts and blue jeans." So you start to simplify your 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 identity, and you start cutting your hair maybe once in a while, and you realize and you try different things, but. I, I, I can't speak for Johnny Depp. I don't know him, but I just kind of wonder. It's like, hey, what are you, what are you, what are you doing? Are you, are you okay? <laughs> are you still like, are you still a child? <laughs> What's wrong with you? Because you think a sixty-year-old man would stop wearing scarves and jackets and hats? No, I think that I don't know. I kind of think that's maybe the more like authentic version of him. And then we're all just kind of winging it, anyways. Uh, Maybe there's interesting no such, perspective. Maybe there's no such thing as our authentic self. Maybe that's some illusion that we're all kind of chasing. Well, that's interesting. Um, oh, I think I, you'd have to start. Sorry, go ahead. I kind of think that uh, Secret Window Johnny Depp is maybe the more accurate, like one of his yeah, more authentic versions a, of himself. Um, that's a good one. Yeah, he's always been very gothic, very dark, very pale skin, very uh, horror film. I always thought he was a horror film actor when I was growing up. I always thought that you know he was like a horror film actor. He he grew up in the grunge era and stuff, and like like that's true. That, that is true. So if he feels at home with holy jeans and a flannel tied around his waist, right. and, yeah, you know, and yeah, if he likes wearing forty scarves and like whatever, like I don't know. I don't know if he's watching TV that way. <laughs> right, 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 right. Because um. <laughs> I, I looked at a photo of um, Johnny Depp, Jason Momoa, and Axl Rose and Keith Richards look very similar. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, Keith Richards and Johnny Depp look very similar. I showed you a picture like months ago, and I was like, dude, it looks like Johnny Depp because they have like – Everybody's been wearing these hats, like these big fedora hats. They've sure. been fedora hats lately. From Jace Momoa to 
I can't think of like James Franco or I don't know some other yeah. people. Nicholas Cage or somebody. Yeah, right, 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 right. But these guys did grow up in the '80s and they did turn like older in their thirties and the nineties. And of course, Kurt Cobain. And, but that was the fun thing about us being Washingtonians is Kurt Cobain wore Converse sneakers because they were cheap. <laughs> and then he had holy jeans because he couldn't afford anything else and wore them out and then wore a flannel. Cause it was like, it was there in Washington because of the loggers and it was like warm because of the winter months of the rain. So it's funny how the grunge really was, I think, I think was out of necessity of the weather of Washington, Washington. <laughs> so, and then, part, and then partly, part, part, probably partly. Yeah. And then a little bit of probably punk rock, like Holy jeans, Holy shirts. Uh, was it piercings, uh, 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 safety pins. That was kind of interesting. Sure. Sure. Yeah. All that stuff. It was, it was cool to be slumming it. <laughs> yeah right uh combat boots or some shit yeah yeah, yeah. And, uh, and in uh, a lot of circles it's still cool to be slumming it so like yeah whatever tattoos piercings ripped clothes like not trying too hard trying too hard wasn't cool right um, right right like yeah all of that stuff so that that can all play into it and then whatever indiana jones had a fedora and maybe they all liked that movie growing i mean we're all human. Yeah, who, yeah right, right, like, right. I am. <laughs> yeah. So whatever reason, like, I mean, everyone's probably like, oh, I always wanted a like a leather jacket that fit really well and looked really cool. And oh, sure. Know, and then we end up with sometimes you end up with a jacket that doesn't fit that great and doesn't look that cool. <laughs> or, yeah, I was kind of, I kind of was in. I I really liked Jason Momoa for a while, and then I I just think he's like a douchebag. Um, no offense, but. Um, I don't know the guy, but um, I, I wanted car. I, I have Carhartt coats. They're very universal and they're they, mm-hmm. they're tough and they last for years. But I saw that Jason Momoa had these pants that he's had for twenty years, and they look awesome because they're all holy and ripped up, and they got a lot of uh, a lot of evidence and a lot of yeah. character and paint stains. On it. Yeah. So I was like, so I was trying to buy some over the last couple of years, but they're so fucking stiff. I can't get used to them, and then they're really baggy and. I returned mine the other day because I was like, I'm just a fucking douchebag. What am I doing? I can't wear these. Sure. Just well, that stuff, that stuff is okay. great if you're like, if you're clearing brush. Right, 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 exactly. Then, then like a, a, a stick pokes those pants and it's not going to rip them. It's like, no, no, they, no, they're great pants, but so I just, like, like I was wearing, I'm wearing like a, um, I think they're Levi's, but just like cargo shorts. But I I put on work boots earlier. Like, yeah. So so tall socks, you know, not that tall, but just like like regular socks or whatever. And then um, mm-hmm. work boots, Cabela's work boots, and shorts. Oh, so it's kind of a funny look. <laughs> work boots sure. and shorts, <laughs> and a tank and a tank top. But like because I had to like toss stuff over my hillside where it gets a little steep i i didn't want to be wearing like my sandals oh sure but just like wearing those work boots it's just like oh i feel a little more confident doing this job and um had i been wearing some more stuff i might have felt you know it was too hot but like you know depending on the intensity of the job and the brush that you're clearing and the the spikes and the thorns and the everything on the plants and whatever like you know yeah it's nice to feel confident and your clothes in that situation but if you're just whatever yeah going to the movies you don't need tough 
pants or whatever. Uh. <clears throat> yeah, I think so I was researching like why did he buy those pants? I think he was doing a job at the time when he was like a teenager in high school. He was working like in a ditch or like mm -hmm. a farm or something and he kept them for someone because they do last i mean he's had them for years if anybody out there listening if you like momoa check him out because he wears them he still has them and that's the thing about johnny depp he still has those combat boots from uh jerry lee lewis and etc and i still have my jean jackets i've had my jean jacket for about 10 10 years and it's yeah. is on it i have so i have sewing marks on them because they're it's ripping it's getting frayed and, and it's getting worn out and that's that's the best time to have clothing it's worn in it's not stiff like 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 boots right yeah boots you gotta wear those fuckers in then they feel better after a year you wear them for the first three days they fucking hurt they're a piece of shit mm -hmm. you gotta wear them in. This is not really talking on eggshells. This is like fucking fashion week over here. No, that's, 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 that's what eggshells egg isn't supposed to be anything. It's supposed to be everything. So. It's whatever you want it to be, talking on eggshells. Um, whatever you want to be. No. But yeah, the, the, uh, like the clothes make the man or whatever. Like Sometimes I'm like depressed and my hair looks like shit. And my my mm -hmm. facial hair looks like shit. And, uh, oh, yeah. I've been and, there. and I have <laughs> wine stains on my shirt. Harvey Weinstein. Oh, Nice. Um, and then I'm like, all right, enough's enough. And then I like do everything I can to my teeth. I floss. I use hydrogen peroxide. I use a pick. Oh, nice. I, yeah. do, you ever, do you ever use uh, baking soda? Baking soda. Yeah, I just did earlier. Like, um, yeah, that's, that 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 really cleans the shit up a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I comb my hair, I groom my beard, I put in, uh, put a face, you know, like just do all this shit. And then I, I just start to like feel better, put on some nice clothes and then I feel better about myself and carry myself a little better. And right. Then, we're, right. And then when people see you, they see that you're carrying yourself a little better and they treat you a little different too, maybe. Oh, sure. Yeah. All that stuff. Yeah. So, so if Johnny has an identity or any of these guys have an identity with like, a bunch of scarves and necklaces or something if it makes him feel like a pirate because otherwise maybe he's dressing like some preppy rich movie star and like he doesn't want to do that so he wants to <laughs> dress like a like a pirate rock star like cool guy bum kind of sure vibe and like and maybe that you know helps his identity or self-perception of himself like and well, yeah, we also have to, we, have to, we also have to realize that you know, like uh, Johnny Depp is is actually a really gifted musician. He's really good at the guitar, and he yeah. always wanted to be a musician. So we had to give him a little break there. Jason Momoa probably isn't that great at guitar. He does play. He likes to ride motorcycles, so he is in that archetype. But it's kind of rough when you have like a guy like that, where Momoa has his own thing going on in a way. Uh huh. But it's also like, dude. You're you gotta you're looking like Johnny Depp over here, bitch. <laughs> you gotta like change it up a little bit. I because you because you know you've you've been a gift in my life to always you know make fun of me and be like, dude, stop wearing leather pants, stop doing this. Hey, stolen valor, quit fucking doing this shit. <laughs> and it hurts, it hurts at times. And but you're mostly right. And I go and I get to analyze myself when I have a friend like you. We all need friends like you. They go, yeah. hey, you suck at singing. Do not go on American Idol. <laughs> you know, like, don't do it. Don't do it. You are no, <laughs> no, you are not a fucking motorcycle rider. 
don't buy the motorcycle or <laughs> whatever, you know, we all need friends like that to talk us out of the stupid <laughs> shit. We think we're, we're good at. It's like, no, no, no. Go back to drawing. You're good at drawing. Go back to drawing. <laughs> you know, but I don't know. I just wanted to make fun of Momoa for a second. Um, because I, it's just a, it's just a, uh, an observation where I'm like, how come he looks like he's got like the boots? He's got the what the fuck? He looks like Johnny Depp. He's like the new Johnny. He's a poor man's Johnny Depp. Yeah, or something. Yeah, I, or I feel something. like nobody's like, hey, Liam Hemsworth, you're taking Chris Pine's vibe or vice versa or something like it. There is that, that's a good reference too. Yeah, that is a because there's because there's norm core. You know, there's normal people that are just like Hanson McGee or uh, like trying to be Brad Pitt or DiCaprio or Tobey Maguire. Right. Like nobody's ever like, hey, you're kind of stealing Tobey Maguire's vibe, Elijah Wood. <laughs> Why are you? <laughs> Maybe they should. Maybe it might bring him back down to earth again or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But um, so it's just anyone that's kind of like unusual a little bit or has longer hair gets the Johnny Depp comparison. Uh, cons- uh, comparison the uh you know jim morrison comparison the any of those things so. keanu reeves like i don't know like keanu always had his own vibe but he he wore a different you know I'm, he went through his grunge phase his bill and ted phase right yeah right around the way that is true like river that. phoenix yeah i guess it's just a decade yeah because well jason mo was like 48 or something so that means he was that means about what 13 years older than us or something so he mm-hmm. grew up in the 70s 80s ish so yeah i guess he graduated in probably like 1990 or something i don't know um so yeah 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 i don't know <laughs> So he gets to he gets to do his thing, and then, you know, I just I just I just know I'm I'm kind of my one person, my one personality, um, is like comprised of like five or ten different versions of myself. You know, there's. there's Can you name? Oh, not not necessarily, but uh, you know, there's like working class Jacob. There's working in the garden yeah yeah, there's pretentious poet jacob there's like (laughs) there's there's edward scissorhands jacob there's captain jack sparrow jacob there's uh you know so there's the shy recluse and then there's the more like outgoing there's like the hunter s thompson like interviewing people talkative there's political jacob there's just like um the my inner child Jacob, there's my inner old man. Mm, mm, yeah, I like that. Yeah, I can. Yeah, um, why um, is so? So besides Johnny Depp, I think we talked about this a couple on my podcast. Uh, obviously, you like Johnny Depp because of the time period we grew up in the '90s. You seem to look kind of like him. You have black. You have like dark yeah. black hair, dark brown hair. You have dark eyes, yeah. similar skin color. Probably well, at, at the time too. Um, so like, like he was he was going for a retro vibe. Mm. Um, when it was like no longer in style, so like as sure. whatever, like Blink One Eighty Two was in style, like he kept <laughs> he kept his long hair, and and so like I was into all this sixties stuff, and and nobody had long hair at the time. There there weren't celebrities with long hair at all. So for That's him to true. Have long that hair was, true. was like kind of the one and only guy that I kind of saw. I mean, looking That's back, a good point. Was, there was also Keanu, and there was like probably like Nick DiCaprio, like yeah. yeah. Like, but but in general, there was very little 
of that. Now, if you watch like a baseball game, like <laughs> yeah, yeah, or a soccer game, yeah, yeah, or a soccer tons game. of yeah. like <laughs> yeah. pictures yeah. with like huge locks <laughs> out of their hat and whatever. But um, so my next question is: so we we understand why you liked Johnny Depp. We probably understand why I liked it. Probably the very same reasons, even though I'm a blonde white guy. And I I ended up liking DiCaprio first, and then Johnny Depp later. But um, uh, and that just speaks to the guy looks kind of like you as you're growing up. So you identify with that guy. He's like your yeah, father figure yeah. or your idol or whatever. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's why there's um, arguments about like, Oh, let's have a, a black Disney princess or something like. Sure. Sure. <laughs> and that's a different subject about yeah. children. When you're a teenager, it's different. But when you're a kid, I don't think that you really see color anyways, blah, 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 blah. But I wanted to ask you a serious question, which was, is there any other actors that you idolize as much or maybe a second place to Johnny Depp? Is there any other actors? I would be very curious to know if you, mm. if you were, cause I like Paul Newman and I like, you know, uh, I don't know, Paul Newman and I like Heath Ledger, you know? Yeah. Um, I is there anybody else big, you can, I went there. There's admire as in like, want to be like them or something like that. And then there's like, just like admire their acting or something. Uh, okay, so, so give me so give I me liked, your. Yeah, I liked James Dean. Okay, like I went through my big James Dean phase from thirteen okay. to twenty five or something, and then uh, um, I went through my Marlon Brando phase. Ah, that's right, that's right, that's true. But yeah. it's also <laughs> like like what was admirable about Brando, and you're rereading that book is just like. That he was kind of like, eh, fuck Hollywood, and yeah, I just did. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, it's really fun reading. Oh, it. I really <laughs> loved hanging out in Tahiti, and you're right, you're right. Playing the on the beach. Things in life. What yeah. a what a life. Like he's one of the people that actually like took his money and just like laid on the beach and enjoyed himself, and <laughs> for sure had, had sex and drank uh, mai tais or whatever. <laughs> Yeah, because he, like, I was reading a, a chunk of it. I read it in the bathroom sometimes. <laughs> um, that's the best way to read books um, is when you're in the bathroom. You're in there for a while. Anyways, but um, he was talking about Jews. Jews run Hollywood. And he wasn't being derogatory. And then he was talking about, like, Stella Adler and how she was kind of, mm -hmm. like, upset that she never made it. And then he was talking about uh, Charlie Chaplin. I forgot about this part. Charlie Chaplin, I guess, was kind of a dick. Yeah. And I was like, whoa, I didn't see that coming. And he was like mean to his kids and his son. And he was like berating him and being like, you're a fucking loser. You're fucking late. You're a piece of shit. Yeah. And I guess Brandon was like, what the fuck? And he like talked to his kid and he was like, dude, why do you, why do you put up with your dad being a dick? Why don't you just leave and punch him in the face? He's like, well, he's old. Yeah, but he's a fucking dick. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. So exposing so, Hollywood and some of the relationships that he had was really quite unique. Yeah. So I admire, I admire him keeping it real and whatever. And I keeping like, it real. Yeah. <laughs> and I like, you know, 10 of his movies or something. So, um, yeah, there's not many, but there's a few. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I I like Paul Newman. I like Robert De Niro. I like all these actors. De Niro, uh, right? Pacino, like, yeah. Like I'm I'm not like trying to look like Robert De Niro or act yeah. like him or like adopted yeah. traits. Um, I went through my DiCaprio phase and watched all his movies, and especially as they came out, like Catch Me If You Can and The Aviator. I was like of age we were teenagers yeah but like, yeah right right yeah i <laughs> so could appreciate those as they came out and then everything since i mean most of the <clears throat> has been pretty good and 
You yeah, know, I, mean, I, I went I mean, back. I watched Marvin's Room one day. A boy's. Life, that's a good one. Yeah. That. <laughs> yeah. Oh, right. uh, that was in Washington, by the way. Bas- basketball Diaries. Uh, <gasps> yeah. Total, total eclipse. Of course, he played my favorite poet, Rambo. So, like, that was awesome. Um, that was trippy. That was a trippy one. Yeah. Absence um, too. <laughs> any, any, you know, was a handsome boy, <laughs> and. Uh, yeah, he still is. Still is. Yeah, and he's yeah he's aged pretty well, even with a a beer gut or whatever. Like he looks fine. <laughs> Little what they what do they call it? Dad bod or whatever. Yeah, 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 exactly. I look forward to that, dude. I got like twenty something more years left of working out and staying in shape because might as well. And I never that's my own personal journey, but uh, I like Ryan Felipe. I think he's a fucking genius. Um, I'm in my Paul Newman phase right now. I, I kind of want to cut my hair short like him, mm-hmm. like cut it like shorter or like Ryan Felipe or Felipe. Yeah. It's not um, yeah, really short. Yeah. Just like one inch long or something like it. Yeah. Like one, two inches. Yeah. It'd be awesome. Like just to like, kind of like, just like see what that's like again. Cause yeah. like, I, I haven't, I haven't had short hair in years. Yeah. Yet. I haven't had it that mm-hmm. short in years. Uh, plus you don't have to like worry. You don't have to worry about, combing it or like any just yeah you just wake up and you just pat it you know, <laughs> all yep. right we're good right <laughs> um ryan felipe i want to say something easy a's easy a's i should watch that again myself that is a great fucking independent movie with ryan Filippa. uh luke uh I, if i'm saying his name right i i learned how to say his name from uh chico and the man who is the chico and the man the the, the comedian the uh, uh freddie prince jr Mm-hmm. He worked with Ryan Felipe and he said it once on a podcast and his name is actually because he's part French. So Ryan Felipe is his name, I think, if I'm saying right. it right. But anyways, because yeah. it looks like Felipe. Um, Easy A is with Luke Wilson and uh, Ryan Felipe and other people. It's great, dude. Check it out one day. It's fucking fantastic. I'm fantastic soundtrack. A list of movies right now. Yeah, it's great. Uh, I'm Flags watching. I'm actually. Fathers, I'm watching that right now. Actually, <laughs> I'm actually watching Flags of Our Fathers right now. <laughs> it's playing right now. Because um, I'm trying to join the Navy for all those folks out there listening. Um, and I don't know, man. I don't know if I'm gonna get in. If I don't get in, it'll be a little sad. But at least that makes the decision for you. It makes it simpler, yeah, because I tried years ago and I didn't get in, so who fucking knows, you know? If you do get in, then you have some, like, thinking to do. I think I should accept it, you know, because I'm trying to, like, you know, I I bought the shirt, the Navy shirt, to, like, you know, like, kind of, like, get inspired, you know? I'm like, yeah, I'm going to wear this one day, and, like, I stand in the mirror, I look at it, and I salute the mirror, and I'm like, yeah, I'm going to fucking do this, and even for four to six years, I think it'd be kind of cool, because I did the acting thing. I did. Whether I became famous or made money, which never happened, but I did make movies and they're out there. They're all over the internet. You can watch them. I made a lot of movies with the people. I studied, I did all the work. So I did that. I did that. And I shouldn't have to feel, you know, pain or suffering that I didn't make it because that's what people, uh, they, they, they measure you by is like, Oh, Oh, you're an actor. Yeah. What restaurant? Well, fuck you, man. I did movies. I did. I know what it's like to make movies. I did all the studying. (laughs) Fuck you. So now what if I could do a four to six year stint in the Navy and then maybe get out and then maybe be a carpenter, like keep trying to do different things in your life. So that's Mm -hmm. kind of where I'm at right now. But, um, 
Yeah. yeah, I'm in my Paul Newman phase right now. I'm a little scared. I kind of want to cut my hair short, and I'm, I've been wearing boat shoes for the last couple of years because I saw them in Cool Hand Luke and stuff, so I got my own little kind of thing going on here. Um, I like Elvis. Elvis, do you like Elvis? Elvis was an inspiration to me. Uh, he wore rings and awesome clothes in the 50s. Was he an inspiration to you? It, it seemed like yeah, it was. Yeah, he was always kind of like okay. – um, he was always kind of like cool but also lame – but also, oh, okay <laughs> but, also cool, but also lame and like um i've come to like respect him more and more as i've gotten older and just like uh mm, learned learns more about him and just like um yeah there's the 68 comeback special and he was pretty cool there and then wearing leather and shit yeah, yeah and a lot of those later songs are cool like suspicious minds and in the ghetto yeah actually the, yeah there is yeah suspicious um, minds yeah that's a great show um, yeah <laughs> yeah, seriously. yeah good, good reference the old stuff you just have to be in like you know it, it's a vibe like i keep like that's a phrase that people say yeah it's a vibe i kept saying that to my girlfriend like going around and there'd be like uh i don't know like a like an older hippie lady who's walking around barefoot at the concert and I'd say, ah, that's a vibe. Okay. <laughs> you know. That's a vibe. And then there's like a, you know, the homeless guy with a dog and a karaoke machine. Ah, that's a vibe. It's a vibe. Like, so, so, like, you have to be, if you're in the mood for like 50s music, like, there's no beating Heartbreak Hotel and whatever. D- don't <laughs> return to Sender. Uh, nice. Um, yeah, I was, I was, yeah, because uh, Lieber and Stoller wrote most of the songs. Uh, Elvis wrote a couple of them. He played yeah. bass on "Baby Don't Be So Square," like a do 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 or whatever. Um, so he was a prolific musician and singer and songwriter um, when he wanted to be and when he tried. But Lieber and Stoller, they didn't like him at first, and then when he did Jailhouse Rock and recorded it, they were like, "Actually, this guy's pretty good." He took our words and did a really good job. Yeah. So they kind of had just, a bad yeah. flavor in their mouth about. Him, it's such an people... extremely bizarre story. I mean, there was um, sure yeah, there was sure. celebrity before him. There was like Rudolph Valentino. Oh yeah, who took away him. James Dean's girlfriend? That was funny. No, no, no. Wasn't it? I think it no, was. The, um, his James Dean's girlfriend was something Valentine. Right. It was because she married. Yeah, she well, she married. <clears throat> fuck. Let me look that up because that was. I think. Well, I think she. Because that was a very Valent- famous story, yeah. Rudolph Valentino was a silent movie star who died oh, when he was like, oh, you know, he was oh, like, he okay. was maybe twenty five or thirty or thirty five. Sorry, my back bad. In like back in like the twenties or thirties, he died, and then like there was like copycat suicides, just kind of like, or I don't think it was suicide, but um, I feel like people committed suicide because they were so distraught, and there was like, you know, like like women writing suicide notes that they're so sad that Rudolph Valentino died. And like, um, so he was in, he was in some movies. I feel like one of them might've been called like the desert sands or something like that. <laughs> um, so, and then, and then you, yeah. And then you got Frank Sinatra, old blue eyes, you know, tragically handsome. His mugshot was because he seduced a married woman of, of repute or something like that so he got arrested when he was 22 or something so he was pretty wildly famous but then with elvis then you have television coming into 
coming into being more of a thing and so he was just like the first like super duper pop star on tv and everything and um so for him to have to like join the army four years into that is is crazy and then yeah he gets out he does return to sender um but then like the vibes are changing and like the Beatles come out and and he gets stuck doing all those wacky movies uh, you know clam bake and <laughs> like all those like, blue Hawaii and all that stuff and um yeah so for him to kind of like change up his vibe and like a little bit and yeah pretty fascinating stuff are you there you with me hello oh shit am i on hello yeah there you are i hear you now okay what i meant to say was vic damone vic damone so pierre angeli was married or was gonna get married to james dean they were girlfriend boyfriend but she broke up with them and married vic damone which is an italian singer that's what i was thinking of okay sorry my yeah. bad and then he ran rammed his engine at the wedding ceremony mm-hmm. as they were throwing the rice that's what i was trying to think of yeah my bad sorry <laughs> it wasn't rudolph yep. Delatino. my bad <laughs> yep Yep, different people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Elvis Presley. Yeah, I think the army wasn't a bad thing, but it definitely set him back a few years because he could have kept going, but he had to go somewhere else and couldn't play music no more. So yeah, quick, was a... um, was Pierre Angeli and uh, somebody up there likes me with Paul Newman? Ooh, that's a good one. Ooh, let me look that up. Um, if you want to look it up, I'll trip here. Let me look this up. I, I got it right here. Let me see. Yeah, I'll let you. <laughs> yeah, I'll do it. Because um, I feel like she was in something with Paul Newman. Yep, somebody up there likes me. Yep, yep, you're right. She was known for Teresa, Domini et the Troppo Tardi, Somebody Up There Likes Me, and The Angry Silence. She died 1971 at the age of, at, whoa, at the age of 39? Holy shit. Damn. Yeah, Salminio murdered Natalie Wood. Salminio didn't murder. What? No, it was it was uh, Jacob Wagner or whatever the fuck the guy's name. Richard Wagner. Sorry, my bad. Didn't mean to throw you under the bus. (laughs) Salminio was murdered. Yes, yes, and his roommate was uh, the Miami Vice guy with the scruff. What's his name? Um, oh, Don Johnson. Don Johnson at the time was. Uh oh, you just clicked off. <laughs> Talking on eggshells is brought to you by omelets. Hello, hello, hello. hello. There you are. I th- yeah. What's weird is if I click off and look at the internet. Mm. It um it yeah, it stops it. the recording. I don't know why it does that. I don't know yeah, why. Yeah, no it does problem. That. I can look shit up if we need to. We really don't. Need Maybe to. you should just do it because if I click off, it obviously it seems to you know not you know not be able to. Yeah, so yeah, I yeah. won't do that. <laughs> Fucking Spotify. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um yeah, I was reading the Paul Newman book. A lot of alcoholism in his life. Uh, they talked about him being a drunk. He would run around naked. He would piss in a fucking glass. Uh, oh, <laughs> very interesting. Yeah, alcoholism is in in this book. Okay. For those who a are listening, <laughs> he wasn't just like he's, drinking. A yeah, lot. Like... yeah, yeah. He's a little bit crazy. Um, <laughs> uh, so that was interesting. Yeah, Brando. Brando talked about alcoholism too, and I don't. 
I think he drank, but I don't, he talks about, I, I should send you the book or something, or maybe buy it yourself or what the fuck. But uh, yeah, he talked about alcoholism I and how it ruined Montgomery. <laughs> oh, do you, you do? Oh, you do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, good. Because it talks about Montgomery Clift and his mom and his dad. And, and it's just, yeah, alcoholism is a very, you don't think of it that much because you think it's an isolated incident, but a lot of men and women struggle with this in America very, or the um, world. It's, it's, it's very it's American. Very... I always... Yeah, it's very American. There you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I always liked what uh, what they said Jim Morrison felt, which, which was that like he didn't want to like go to some shady guy's house and have to wait around and like deal with that. You can just go to, go to the liquor store and buy your drug of choice right there. It was no fuss, no muss. You could use your American Express card. And like, you know, <laughs> um, yeah, so it's, I'm a, it's so widely I'm, available. Um, I'm, I'm two days. Are you, am I, am I still there? Yeah, you're still there. Okay. I'm trying to join the Navy. So I'm like two days sober off of weed and I'm freaking out. So I kind of want to smoke a joint and I'm like, I can't do that. I probably haven't smoked weed in like a week or so. <clears throat> Good for you, man. Um, yeah. It's nice to not, cut back sometimes. I'm pretty yeah when i want to i do it but like i just don't um it doesn't doesn't have a grip on me so bad but um general grant ulysses s grant was interesting just like uh yeah what do you what do you mean go on so he i mean he has his whole life but before he becomes a civil war general he's stationed in uh california somewhere like northern california i want to say like uh, maybe eureka area or something and um Oh, California. And, and he's at this fort and he's just isolated from his wife and his kids and he just starts like drinking a ton. And okay. he's probably like 30 or something like when he starts he's probably like 30 or 35 for I don't know. But he's like drinking a lot and um he gets a reputation for it and they like it kind of starts to like interfere with his work and they kind of gave him an ultimatum like all right, like you can either like resign <laughs> willfully or like we're gonna fire you in disgrace or something (laughs) so he's like all right he resigns he goes home but he's just like yeah just you know drinking tons of whiskey so the whitest kids you know did it pretty well where they're like oh god he's like he's like in his tent and he's just like pouring whiskey down his throat and then he keeps throwing up and then he's and then he runs out of whiskey, so he decides to drink his own vomit. <laughs> like, it was so, whoa! I mean, it was whoa, super, super, whoa, super. What the well, fuck, this is this, this is a crude, <laughs> fucked up sketch show. God, dude. <laughs> and um, but yeah, I mean, it's just pretty wild that like, yeah, one of the greatest like went to um, West Point. You know, great like great general strategist. He he's a rags to riches story. It was just like the son of a. I think his father worked at a. Oh God, they made made like tungsten or something or like a leather. No, I think it was like a leather mill. So they must have like took the cow skins and turned it into usable leather. And I don't know. And like he wasn't that interested in that. <laughs> and. um rags to riches you know became a successful general it was but he was an alcoholic and then he became president after the civil war and, uh, yeah yeah and he united the two railroads the east meets the west and he put the spike in it oh <laughs> that him? yeah okay that was him yep 
yeah, uniting the Continental Railroad from the east yeah. to the west. And it was like, I think in Utah is when they did it. It was in Utah. Yeah. They met at Utah. He put a gold, <laughs> uh, silver or gold spike right through it. Ba-ting! Yeah. There's some, there's some fuckery with that too, where they're like, it seemed like it was going to be in this state. But then they're like, no, let's go Washington. Direction. No, no. I mean, it was going to be in one state, whatever. Oh, I don't know. oh, oh maybe oh. Colorado or something. Then they're like, nope, let's uh, let's do it this way. We'll do it in Utah, and that'll that'll piss right. them off. Promontory point. That's it. Promontory point. My bad. What state is that in? Utah. Okay. You can learn this more by watching Wild Wild West with the great <laughs> late great. William William Smith <laughs> and Kevin wow. Klein. <laughs> yeah, wicked wicked wow. It's actually a great movie. I, I like it. It's actually pretty cool. I always I always liked it. I remember it like came out and people like <laughs> lampooned it or whatever. And, and... Yeah, because it was originally a white guy from the TV show back in the early '60s, and I was like, I don't know. I think I think people just <laughs> thought it was like a, a, a cheap, shitty movie or something, but. Sure. But when sure. you're when you're yeah. nine years old and you're just off of Men in Black or whatever, like it was, sure, I thought it was awesome. Giant spider, Selma yeah. H- get to see Selma Hayek's butt for a second. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, that was sexual awakening. <laughs> yeah, Selma Hayek was one of my crushes, um, especially yeah. in uh, From Dustal Dawn, yeah, where she does right. that little panty fucking bikini snake dance and shit in the bar that was nice <laughs> yeah i think in wild wild west she was wearing like those like onesie pajamas with the like yeah yeah like like a, like a redneck or a like a like a like an old yeah. frontiersman yeah yeah, yeah. The, flat, the flaps down yeah yeah the flap down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah super um She's very, she was awesome, dude. Like, she was on uh, Jimmy Kim, uh, not Jimmy Kimmel, sorry, Jimmy Fallon, and they play a game called, like, What's in the Box? And they put their hands in this box. <laughs> and they got to feel it and then, like, describe what it is, but they're kind of scared because they don't know what the fuck's in it, right? Because it could be anything. And the audience, yeah. us, and the audience sees it. So it could be, like, a lizard or a fucking bowl of pudding or something. She was a badass. Like she just stuck her fucking hands in there and was like, "What the fuck?" Is, like was t- tearing up everything. She's like, "Is this like Legos?" And like Jimmy's like, "What are you doing?" And she's smashing it. It's a great episode. Type in Selma Hayek, Jimmy Fallon, what's in the box or whatever. She fucking like just starts touching shit, throwing it around, breaking shit. She's like, "I think it's Legos. Is this is this like pudding? Is this a cake?" Because <laughs> Jimmy's kind of scared and he plays that little like, "Ah, oh, I'm so scared." Oh God, Ruth, help um, me out of this. <laughs> it would be funny if it was like, like a fucking rattlesnake. Yeah. yeah, yeah like, <laughs> Dude, I thought about that in our own because we have fucked up minds as comedians ourselves, but an yeah. <laughs> artist. I wanted to do a game show where it's like I wanted to have two people in a room, like a fucking bedroom, and then they release like a fucking jaguar in the fucking room, and then they just see what happens. Yeah. And just like see them freak out, and they like jump across the fucking shelves, and they're like, "Oh my god!" And it's like, "Wow, yeah, yeah. so fucking funny." That's or why, like, um, that's you why know, cartoons, gotta... cartoons are so great because you can do that. Um, yeah, there's there's the Rick and Morty where the this guy. <laughs> um, it's, it, there's a comedian on the stage and he's like all right i'm gonna talk to the audience you what do you do and he's like i sell real estate and he's like all right i'm gonna write a song about that i'm an idiot i sell real estate blah, blah, blah. like the the guy in the audience is kind of laughing and then he's like 
all right, uh, all right, take him out of here, beat him up, kill him, rip him apart. <laughs> and he's like, what? what? <laughs> and they like kill this guy that was in the audience for no reason. And, yeah, it was just like absurdist kind of thing. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you could do that with cartoons. So. Oh yeah, and then they always like they always like uh, they always fucking like um, they're, they're, they always have like a fucking they always like regrow their limbs or they get smashed by a fucking a piano and they like just like they just like blow their thumb and they and they like get mm-hmm. back to normal again. Yeah, it's funny. Yeah, yeah but, uh, but back you to do, the you could do a game show where you reach right. in and there's a rattlesnake and then it bites. That'd be like, fucking oh hilarious. God, why would you do this to a? Yeah, that would be hilarious. Mm-hmm. Tom Cruise needs to get like the anti-venom. All right, Tom Cruise, we have the anti-venom right here. But first, you must answer these questions about your own movies. What was Penelope right. Cruz's name? Like, oh, <laughs> I just thought it'd be cool to see a game show. I mean, it's kind of like Fear Factor or like yeah. Jackass, but it would be like. All right, so you there's a great white shark in this eighty foot pool. You gotta swim to the other mm. end. Good luck to you. If you win, you get fifty grand. It's like all right, right. let's do it. Or it's happens. like a it's like a Russian <laughs> a Russian game show, and they're like, uh, "Welcome to Russian roulette." I'm your host. Right, Vlad- that'd be fucking crazy. Fucking crazy, bro. All right, yeah. Would you ever play Russian roulette? No, no, I wouldn't. <laughs> That'd be fucking crazy, wouldn't it, bro? You ever see, um, you ever see the Deer Hunter with like yeah. De Niro? And... Yep, that's that's what comes Dude. to mind for sure. That's what comes to mind every time. Yeah, because that and De Niro said that was the hardest acting role he ever did in his fucking life. He was like, that was fucking insane. And I watched that movie twice, and it was fucking. I had fucking heart palpitations. I was like, Jesus <laughs> Christ. I was like, holy shit. Yeah. Because they're those fucking Japs or the whatever the Vietnamese people, and they're like, fucking, sorry, I'm watching World Jamie, War Jamie, cut that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We'll bleep that. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. What a wild. Yeah, that's a wild movie. They're drinking rolling rocks in there. It's the it's the greatest fucking bee. Um, you disappeared. You must be looking at Instagram or something. <laughs> Hello. Yep, there you are. Okay. God damn it. Um, my phone. I need to get a new fucking phone. Maybe the GI Bill will help me buy a new iPhone. <laughs> um, yeah. there's a scene though in the movie where they know that they're going to Vietnam. I think they're either drafted or they they get they going to be they want to go to Vietnam. And they're at a bar and one guy in their crew, right? Cause there's De Niro walking. There's another guy from the Godfather. I forget what his name is. Mm-hmm. And they, he goes over and he berates these military men who are having a beer. And he's like, what's it like? What's it like over there? Like, is it, come on, man. What's it like? Is it, is it all cool? And they freak out and they go, get the fuck, get your fucking hands off me. They're like, you don't know what the fuck it's like. You guys are in for a fucking world of hurt. Pray to God you fucking avoid it. Or something. It's this moment that they don't realize that's happening. And they want to, they want to talk to the military men that are here at the bar on leave and whatever, New York or Vermont or the fuck. And he pisses them off and they have to like pull the guy back. And De Niro's like, dude, leave those guys alone. He's like, well, I just want to fucking know what's going on out there. And they're so shell shocked. So it's kind of an interesting moment in uh, history. 
I'm watching Ira Hayes right now. I'm watching Flags of Our Fathers just 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 for fun, and it's a great movie. Clint Eastwood directed it, but um, yeah, Ira with, Hayes um, is Adam Adam Beach. Yes, and I'm watching him right now. Walk down, uh, is it? Let's say Texas, 80, 83. Um, I lived in Arizona for like eight months, and he died there um, in Arizona and lived there. Um, and so I know where he died. He died in a ditch in Arizona. And right now we're at that scene because it's, it's almost the end of the um, the, the movie here. Um, but he died in Arizona and was part of the Puma Indians, if I'm saying that correctly, and, uh, you know, the Huachuca tribe. Um, mm-hmm. Poor bastard. He was an alcoholic and uh, poor yeah. bastard. It's, yeah, it's, it's a sad that, story. Uh, Cash song. Yeah, it's, it's a sad story. And watching this movie, seeing him in a jean jacket and civilian clothes, you know, he was better off with the military than he was by himself. At least the military gave him like guidance and stuff. Cause just watching this movie, I don't know how true it is or how accurate it is, but it's it's pretty sad seeing some of these men when they go back. Is it remember that thing? Cause I'm just I'm just talking this shit because I'm trying to join the military. It's kind of interesting to think that some of these men they go there and they have so much fun, they come back to civilian life and they're so fucking sad and they don't really want to go to work as a cashier at fucking Best Buy or whatever. So I'm wondering if I might have, if I get in and if I get accepted, I'm wondering if I might not meet a girlfriend or a future wife or future buddies, like guys, like men that might like mm-hmm. me. I might like them. We could hang out and be friends. I mean, who knows? And then I'm wondering, cause, cause right now I'm really upset with the society right now. And I, I'm not really happy right now. And I, I don't really have too many friends besides you and Lorraine and maybe Alex, but you guys have all your own different lives and stories and you got your own lives to live and you have girlfriends and all this kind of stuff. And I'm just wondering like, what am I going to do? And we've all moved on. Now we're 33. We're going on 34 in the next couple of months. This is crazy. I don't know. It's so sad. And I feel so lonely. Do you feel lonely? I don't know. Sure. Uh, So all the, um, you know, military <laughs> inter. You know, say say what you will about war. I think war is bad and it sucks. Like like, and there's a lot of like very questionable actions the the military has taken in the past fifty years or more. Um, but um, like, there's this guy Sebastian Younger. I feel like he did. Um, he he was on Joe Rogan. I I think he did a couple tours in Iraq or oh Afghanistan yeah, somewhere. that's right. He, yeah. he wrote a book called Tribe that is a, a pretty quick read. It's maybe only a okay. hundred pages or so. Um, but it's just about like how you you feel that camaraderie. And, yes, right, right. Um, and the intensity is great, and like relying on one another is great. Right, and, right. Um, and you you feel a sense of purpose because if you fuck up, it could like kill your friends <laughs> sure that's what they train in the navy you gotta be a you're not, you're not an individual anymore you're part of a group yeah yeah and that and that sense of belonging to a group and you know they're not concerned about the politics of it all like they're just um, no no race color creed no um or or even why they're in iraq or afghanistan like, right. It's not like, oh, I'm here's what I think about weapons of mass destruction or something. <laughs> right. It's more it's more like, no, I'm here because my brothers are here. And um 
Yeah. So, and then people, you know, a lot of times come back from that and then they're, you know, whatever, pushing the shopping cart through the thing. Yeah, right. <laughs> and it's just not as thrilling. It's, it's, yeah, the excitement is the adrenaline is part of the drug. Um, and the camaraderie and everything is part of the drug. And then, yeah, hopefully you get to see your friends at least once in a while afterwards. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some people, um, but for some people they get out and it's more, it's more depressing because they had the brotherhood and that was so great. And then they lost it. So, mm-hmm. um, but other people maybe get out and they find that there was like this great community or you join sure. the American foreign legion in your community or the VFW or whatever. And, um, and then there's, you know, that's where like people who have seen some shit can talk to other people who have seen some shit. And sure, or otherwise, just like, yeah, you're just in a bar and you see someone else that was in the navy, and you you have that in common, and you can at least small talk about it a bit. And, yeah, yeah. How come you never joined the uh, military? Or did you ever think about it? I'm just curious. Mm, I'm sure you probably no. haven't, but. No, 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 not beyond um, watching a movie and being like, oh, I would kick so much ass if I was in that. (laughs) 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 You know, we all have that fantasy where you like watch a kung fu movie and then like you are Jean Claude Van Damme. Right, or John Wick. Yeah, yeah, right. right, Oh, I'm totally John Wick. I would totally (laughs) kill those. Totally grow my hair out long and kick some ass. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'd look so good in that suit. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Um, so you never thought about it? Wasn't, wasn't. Did not, your dad join? Did your dad, did no. your dad or your mom join? Or no? No, 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 no. <laughs> did your any anybody in your family join? I'm sure they probably just my 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 grandparents because that's just what you did back then. Oh, okay. So okay. my one grandfather was in uh, Guam. Oh shit! Which is an island, and like I know he like. I know he had a story of like making banana cream pies. Um, and okay. everyone, everyone was really stoked that he made these pies. He was in the Navy. Oh, and, he was. Wow. Look at that. And uh, <laughs> yeah, so I think he like, you know, peeled a lot of potatoes and that kind of thing. But, <laughs> but like, yeah, I think he like wanted to do it like a special treat. And then he, um, I want to say he like climbed a tree to get some bananas or something but i don't know um but yeah he made like banana cream pies for everyone and they were really stuck and then another story was he got fucking wasted and he um uh passed out in a bathtub and then he woke up so it would have been like the 40s i guess and it could have been during world war ii i'd have to look at the years um but he um he woke up and there was like they had pierced his ear and tied a, and tied a string through it. Oh so, god. So he gets up, he wakes up in the bathtub, he looks in the mirror and he's like, What the fuck is this? And he just like cuts it off and takes it out. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, pretty fucked up. <laughs> what was that for? Just hazing someone, you know. Oh, okay. Your, okay. The equivalent <laughs> like... of like drawing a dick on someone's face. Oh, okay. Pierced his ear. And then my, yeah, my other grandpa was in, uh, I think he was stationed in Cuba. He was in the army. 
Cuba. Wow. Yeah. Sure. Cuba. What branch would you join if you were going to do it? Seriously, just, just hypothetically. Probably the Navy. Really? Just because um, <laughs> I just I think I would feel like safest there because <laughs> yeah, you're in the middle of the water or something. Yeah, there's like not you're off that, the coastal line. <laughs> probably less sea warfare. <laughs> um, Air Force, maybe. Yeah. yeah, there's probably like if you look into it, like probably like most countries don't even have a navy, and the ones that right. do are our allies, like Great Britain and right, like, right, like Australia right. or somebody. Um, yeah, yeah. Then the the UK has a great navy, supposedly. Yes, yeah. But I like I. Th- I think the the fantasy is fun, but I think the reality is like it's not for me. Um, and I hope you think long and hard about that too. It's just like uh, you know, like you you've always quit things and moved on from things and lived sure. by the seat of your pants and all that stuff. So like a four sure. four to six year commitment is like a lot for you. It's not it's not typically what's in your personality. And then when, when you can't just like be making videos and stuff, like maybe six months into it, you're like, Oh my God, what did I commit to? (laughs) Um, But yeah, as long as you think about all that shit long and hard, but yeah, on the other hand, uh, you know, some discipline and some direction in life and some benefits and this and that, you know, I understand the appeal. Hello? Yep, I'm here. Hello? Hello? I'm here. Okay. Yeah, I just, yeah, I, you know, I, I used to think of acting and art as a great fucking awesome thing. I, I, but I, I, I looked at it differently than these fucking ass clowns. I thought of it as a way to change someone's life because it, Acting and movies changed my life. I, I looked at people because I had no father figures or parents. And so when I would watch Johnny Depp or Heath Ledger or whoever, I'd be like, man, I want to be like them. I want to do that. I want to be like DiCaprio. I want to live those experiences. But the more and more I get older, the more I realize that how absurd and how egotistical is it for people to think that, I should watch you live your own life and I don't get to live my life. I get to watch you do it. There's a lot of YouTube videos out there that that could show you how to fucking sew leather or how to like fucking write a letter, whatever it is. And you're just like, but how, how, how much audacity does that have when you, you're like, why should I watch you do this? Like you think that you're so cool that you should just be famous on a YouTube video. And I'm just having a real existential crisis, a huge existential crisis. And I'm also scared of a lot of factors. I'm scared of me being old, losing my teeth, not having health insurance, not having fucking anything. <laughs> sure. And I'm yeah. like, and then I'm also worried that, that this 1984 scenario is probably going to be real and it's going to happen. So I think if I join the military and the government, I might be saved a little bit from that. Whereas people in the civilian sector of the state side, they might 
be fucked and people might be put in homes and put in buildings and they might take away your freedom and make you a communist country. Mm-hmm. So if I could, if I could join the military and get the fuck out of there, it might just, it, it's for future reference. It's, it's, I want to be part of the future and my future. Cause I want to kill myself, but I don't have the fucking balls to do it. I really don't want to be here. I think that I'm so fucking depressed and sad and so lost of, I have no more ambition anymore. I have nothing anymore because the world has changed so much. I'm a white guy and nobody likes me no more. Nobody cares. The acting thing didn't work out. I don't have any skills, no college degree. I'm scared, man. I'm fucking scared. And I don't know what to do anymore because you're set up a little bit, but you're still fucked too. I mean, no disrespect. I mean, you can talk about your own. I don't know what you have. I shouldn't talk about you. That's your own. You might. Sorry. I didn't mean to say that. Hmm. but in a way but in a way we're all fucked in a way of something there's always something that's hindering us yeah yeah but yeah, i'm yeah. you know well, but i can, don't know i don't know man know, i don't know can, what do you have to say i don't know what to say i don't know well we can um you know i'll i'll talk to you before i post this episode in case you want me to take any of that out but uh no it's fine no i'm i'm not i'm not embarrassed i want to commit suicide all the fucking time <laughs> I, just, I just i just don't fucking do it because i'm like no i should hold it out i yeah there's enough once more in the breach g friend (laughs) yeah like come on man um well we're like an hour in so like uh, this could be a good possibility but um but um yeah i'm just yeah i'm with you on the dystopian 1984 brave new world uh, (laughs) dude i don't know well like (laughs) like like all the all these presidents and people have you know, hidden documents, broken laws, committed war crimes, but like they're prosecuting Donald Trump for it. And I was, I was never a big fan of him, but it's like, if you're going to prosecute him for his crimes, prosecute everyone else for their crimes too. That's, that's only fair. Clinton, Bush. Yeah. So, and just seeing like the narrative controlled and it just seems like more controlled now than it was 50 years ago, or maybe it's just as much or, you know, whatever. Um, you know, I guess, you know, people have been history. It does repeat itself and people have been arguing with each other for, you know, hundreds of years in America, but uh, in thousands of years in the rest of the world. But um, yeah, just the the censorship, the the way they can just be completely wrong about uh, the covid lockdowns, the vaccines, the the masking, the everything they did uh printing money the way that they make these decisions without much discussion without input from the people the way people can um can voice their concerns to their government in an official comment collection period and the government can say all right everyone hates what we're doing but we're doing it anyways um that's it's so antithetical to um the idea of america and I, i sent you that um that picture of a Thomas Paine excerpt. I was in a bookstore in Montana and I was looking at Common Sense written by Thomas Paine in the oh, that's uh, right. Revolutionary yeah. War. And he said right. something like, yeah, we did the Stamp Act and which is when they were protesting taxes. And then he's like, and then a couple years later, we just like, it's like we forgot all about it. And um, so he was just kind of saying like, like yeah you get this one little victory and then everything goes back to bullshit and you know they just keep getting away with murder and all this stuff so 
so it is it is extremely terrifying and disconcerting and uh, and unstable and insecure and unsafe and um you know there's there's just so much uncertainty and all this stuff so yeah it's all it's all scary and then there's like i'm really into robert kennedy jr and what he's yeah. saying and all that stuff and and he's getting more and more popular like he's he's leading in a lot of polls over biden over trump over like that's um, good wouldn't that be interesting if i joined the navy and my fucking chief commander was robert f kennedy Jr. that'd be fucking interesting <laughs> yeah yeah i'd feel a little bit safe i'd feel a little bit safe with him yeah, being my chief I mean, commander he's, <laughs> he's not biden fucking psycho yeah, he's against the war. He's against the censorship. <laughs> he's against the corruption. He's seen. He's been a victim of censorship. He he had his uh, right. You know, his Instagram was deleted for two years, and they had to reinstate it. But there, you know, Theo Vaughn just posted on Twitter a clip from his podcast with Kennedy, and he's and Theo said, um, "I just want this to be somewhere because YouTube pulled it, and nice, you know, good for him. whoever else pulled it. So I'm putting it here on Twitter where it's safe." There's a lot of stuff, though. Like, do you ever get, like, sick? I, I Lately, I've been getting just sick to my stomach. I mean, metaphorically. I just mm-hmm. – I'm sick of Rogan. I'm sick of YouTube. I'm sick of the internet. I'm sick of everything. It, it, nothing is yeah, good yeah. on TV, well, and I'm just like, what am I doing? I want to turn yeah. the TV off. I want to turn the TV off and quit listening to people because I'm spending most I'm, of my life listening to people talk about shit all day. Yeah, and I'm like, I want to yeah. go outside and go fishing. Yeah. And even if There's I like the people, yeah, I'm, I'm a little bit taking, making a point to like not have any noise on sometimes. Yeah. And then, and then other times just listening to classic rock. So like I was, um, nice. so I, I cooked some BLTs before this ah, podcast. God, and, sounds um, great. And, uh, and I put on some like old classic rock songs. So um, there's a uh, like, go go Godzilla. It's like a oh, blue yeah. Oh, so, yeah. Go go Godzilla. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. And then, uh, yeah. And then um, uh, Twilight Zone, which is a bam bam slipping into the Twilight Zone. Bam. Oh, I didn't know that. Wow. Okay. I didn't yeah. Know that was a thing. I didn't know that was a thing. Classic rock song. The same band <laughs> that does that. They're called Golden Earring. They sing a Radar Love. So it's like, oh yeah, radar. Let my hands right on the wheel. Yeah, radar love. It's such a great driving song. I need to download it for like a yeah, driving yeah. playlist. <laughs> radar um, love. Yeah. And then um, we got a thing. Like I kind of like I was thinking we should cover it while I'm listening to it. It's like this is such an awesome song. <laughs> Didn't um really need a bass for that song, but um. <laughs> so. Who has a bass? Plays bass, isn't that like? Doesn't Cameron play the bass? He has, yeah. I have a bass. He likes playing with the bass. I don't know if he, I don't know if he has one or not. But yeah, you can. He's good at it. Um. And then I listen to uh, "Do You Feel Like I Do," (laughs) Peter Frampton, and um, a Steely Dan song and whatever. But it was just kind of nice listening to just fun music that I grew up listening to on classic rock radio instead of, instead of listening to Rogan or somebody talk about everything, but because yeah, hours and hours and hours for years and years and years of listening to these guys just <coughs> yeah you know, <clears throat> jerk themselves off into a microphone. Like it does. Yes. The audacity of it is, I mean, we've talked about this, which is I, I've never known where I belong in the world because even you and me are like, we, we are pretty good artists, but it's like, 
I never felt really good about being a man who is like, hey, you should watch me. I'm Devin White. I'm fucking awesome. Watch me dig a fucking hole. Hey, watch me do yeah. this. I always felt gross about doing that. I was like, this is kind I of like, fucking um, stupid. I, like, I do like some of those like old rednecks who like they're not taking themselves that seriously, but they're just like, all right, here's how you change a fuel filter and a oh sure nine to five Honda Accord. All right, what well you that's fine. Do is... That's that's fine. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think of that guy's. Yeah, but there is a sickness which is the, the desire for fame and. Uh, Pride comes before a fall. Views, yeah, views, likes, comments, or such. One of the well, and it's, yeah. it's an ancient thing too. I mean, it's talked about in whatever the Bible or Buddhism or anything that they talk about. Like mm. this desire for fortune and fame is this. Yes, yes, yes. And there, and these texts are two thousand plus years old, and the so, yeah, it is a weird psychological thing that yeah, we want likes and subscriptions and this and that and. Of course, everyone wants to like me, and then and then they do reward it because if you're a a, a social media influencer, and mm-hmm. then you and then you're like, hey, will you publish my book? Then they'll publish your book because you have fifty thousand Instagram subscribers or whatever. And it's just it's weird. So they like we are kind of encouraged from all sides to be that and have that and want that and do that and um yeah it's very neurotic and egotistical and weird and and it 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 does leave an icky taste in your mouth sometimes yeah marketing promoting yeah look how cool i am i mean like yeah yeah the audacity of it yeah i just looked over your resume and i'm like writing my resume and it's just like it it is just this weird way of being packaging yourself and saying look how cool i am i have right great language skills and you know, <laughs> right whatever right. <laughs> yeah that's why i like the military i know i know that back in the day i would have been like probably not right for the military but i think i'm prepared for it i think that going to the gym these last year and a half i think uh living in a car i think having stressful situations losing everything yeah. Uh, throwing away all my stuff, having very minimal, uh, minimalistic attitude about like my life, my clothes. Um, I like the fact that the military kind of breaks you down. I, I couldn't, I kind of consider the boot, the Buddhism and military to be very similar because they shave your head. <laughs> no, really think about it. They yeah, shave yeah. your head and they bring you back down to basic line. They don't, they say you're not an individual. You're not Devin White, the actor. No, you're with these core people, these sailors. You're with these Marines. You're with this army. And you have your fuck up will fuck them up. So you have to be not an individual, but but part of a core group. And then they shave your head. They break you down. They make you realize that Devin White is a construct that's in your fucking head. You're part of something better, greater, and different and there's a job to be at hand and you have to fucking fulfill that job. Whereas being a civilian is great. There's a lot of great things. I've been a civilian most of my life, uh, all my life, but yeah, you grow your hair out. You shave your armpits. Women grow their armpits. out. I saw a girl the other day with a fucking goddamn mustache. I swear to God, I was like, I was at Goodwill looking for some stuff. This motherfucking girl had a better mustache than me and you both. And I was like, what the fuck? It didn't it click to me. And I was like, and I like thought about it for another way. Did she have a mustache? So I really don't like this world. I'm very fucking freaked out because finding a girlfriend, a wife, 
a fucking spouse, a fucking job, a fucking apartment is really fucking scary right now. And it's out of my range. I don't want to date a fucking girl. I'm sorry, guys. I don't want to date a girl with fucking tits and a dick. I don't want to date a girl that has a fucking mustache. I don't want to date a girl who's going to yap to me all day about why I didn't wear the fucking sweater that she bought me on Christmas. Or I got to go to her family's fucking parents' house to eat mushy peas and steak Olive Guard or what the fuck. I just, lucky for you, you got it centered. Stick with it, man. Because if you become single, it's going to be really hard for you. Like yeah, me, yeah. I'm, dating a, I'm dating a fucking 65-year-old woman who's going to fucking die on me. At any moment. <laughs> and like, this is not good. She's awesome. I wish I could have met her years ago because she is so fucking funny and so avant-garde. She's like, she fucking hates everybody. She has negativity in her heart. She's like, <laughs> but positive, but also like awesome. She thinks the way we think, which is a fucking revelation because most women that are our age are like, I don't like booze and I just want to watch Netflix and watch Harry Potter. Or I want to watch like, you know, the CSI Miami. And you're just like, no, <laughs> like, no, I don't want to watch that shit. It's fucking tough out there, man. Like I have dude, to be honest with you, I, if I don't join the military, I'm either going to do a couple of things, but the for certainty of my life is I'm probably either going to die, hopefully fucking soon. Number two, I'm never going to have a fucking house. My car is going to fucking break down on me. Lorraine's going to fucking die. And I'm going to be fucked unless she puts me in her fucking will. Um, I have no family. I have no fucking friends anymore. I don't have any fucking friends. I mean, I'm excluding you in this conversation. You're my friend, but we're distant, but I have no fucking friends. I have no fucking friends. Yeah. I have no girlfriend. I have nothing. I have nothing in my fucking life. Nobody wants to fucking hire me. Nobody gives a fuck. The, the jobs I do get, they, they hide these things from you. They put these details in Indeed.com. Then you get there and they're like, oh, by the way, you got to work nights on the fucking Saturday and Friday. And you're like, what the fuck is nights? They're like, well, from 6 a.m. Uh, from fucking 2 a.m. in the morning to 6 a.m. And you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I didn't want to sign up for that. Then you quit the job. Then you don't have a fucking job no more. And you take it because you're desperate. This, this whole fucking Indeed, this Port Orchard, I, I really am at the point where I want to leave Washington State or something. I'm, I'm at a fucking breaking point where I don't know what to do yeah. anymore. Well, I don't. I, I don't, don't know what to do. Yeah. I don't think you're alone. And I think, um, I don't know. I like to think that something can come out of left field that's like good. I hope so. I fucking um, hope so, my man. Like, <laughs> I hope so. I think so. we can all use a win. <laughs> yeah. We're just, we're just like a, something. we're just like the Cleveland Browns over here in America. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Right. Just like, oh, another losing season. <laughs> yes. Um, yes. So it's, I hear you. Yeah. I think, I mean, I don't want to put all my eggs in rfk's basket but like just the idea of him right. and uh like, right. like andrew yang there are people that have these conversations oh, yeah. there's a lot of people fed up with all this shit that we're fed up with there's a lot of people that Ugh. know the wow. solutions better like we brainstorm solutions sometimes we're like well what if they like you know right spent their money this on this instead of that or whatever um or legalizing drugs yeah yeah uh and so you know something could come out of left field that we're not expecting just like covid came out of left field and it fucked everything up something else something good could come out of left field that's just like oh we're just gonna like give 
Devin two thousand dollars a month just because. Like, oh shit! Okay, like, <laughs> like like Andrew Yang was going to give everyone a thousand bucks a month, and when you kind of do the math, you see that like stuff like that is kind of doable if you don't send billions to Ukraine and if you don't <laughs> waste billions of dollars on this and that. Like you kind of could give, especially like working class people that could use it some. And then as everyone's getting replaced by robots, that was Yang's thing is like, hey, there's going to be like millions of people out of work because, you know, millions of fast food workers, millions of chain restaurant workers, millions of regular restaurant workers, millions of truckers, Uber, Uber drivers, um, anyone who's driving, delivering, all of those people are going to be out of a job. So do we sometimes you go to a place and you're buying something and we're like, do I, does this person really have to be here? <laughs> and, right. and so those people, you can either just let all those people starve and riot in the streets or um, you just let them kind of stay home and play in on their computers and in the metaverse and go fishing and that kind of thing. And, that's kind of sad too, but it's, it's better than us just freaking out about, you know, it sucks that like, like I, I quit my job six months ago and it's like, Oh, I need to get a job now. I can only, I, I've only been able to do this because I saved my money responsibly for you. Mm-hmm. And, um, mm-hmm. but it's sad that I have to be like, Oh shit, I better figure out my entire life in the next few months or I'm going to be fucked. <laughs> yeah. Like right. that's so yeah. much pressure. It, it sucks that, you know, as an adult, you can't just take a year or two and figure out your life. Whatever. But yeah, I mean, if Andrew Yang was giving me a thousand or 2000 bucks a month (laughs) or, and they're like, all right, well, you know, we understand, Hey, we're in charge of everything. And we understand that like millions of jobs have left and the jobs that are there don't pay jack shit. And, you know, it's not the sixties when you could buy a house and a, two car garage and two cars and raise a family of seven on a like minimum wage income anymore. Like, <laughs> um, like, Hey, we understand like times are hard. So we're going to help you out. Instead of giving all this money to Ukraine, we're going to give it to Jacob and Devin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 And, and it doesn't have to be like enough money to make a hundred million dollar movie or something. It could be like enough money for us to like, pay our bills and get by and like sleep comfortably at night and not worry so goddamn much and so I, i'm not saying that's gonna happen but i think there's a lot of people aware of our situation i think i think i like to think kennedy definitely andrew yang a lot of people are aware of our situation as just struggling middle class like can't afford shit all the jobs are shit all the companies are shit covid fucked everything up the government's corrupt like there's people aware of our perspective and situation yeah and they're changing things on us very quickly uh, the world's changing very fast more than it ever has and i like andrew yang because he's planning for the future of our people yeah whereas most presidents aren't planning for that they're like no you'll be fine just keep working in the coal mines keep buying gasoline and you're like, no, you guys are going to like take away jobs. AI's here, GPT. It's all yeah. fucking coming. It's like, dude, we need a fucking plan because I'm 33. 
I'm not prepared for the future because you guys changed the fucking future on me and I can't fucking, I can't be in the future because I'm a truck driver. Yeah, I'm a yeah. fucking cashier. You were training to live in 1995. Yeah, yeah, 1999, 2004, yeah, something. Yep, yep. and now it's 2081 and it's, it's uh, you know. Yeah. It's Blade Runner, it's Terminator. Yes, the... it is, it is. And they, have, they don't give a fuck about us. That's why the military at least they give a shit and they're like, no, you're a commodity. We know that you might die and we'll just get a new guy, but... We spent a lot of money and effort trying to train you, so we don't want you to die. So <laughs> unless war is declared, um, they want to keep us around. And I hope, I hope they believe in each individual or, and they, you know, yeah. I don't know. I don't or, know, man. But or, or I'm just scared. They, I'm scared. Or they're like, yeah, you're just, you're a cog in our machine, but sure. we'll, we'll at least reward you for that. <laughs> and we'll at least yeah. hire you as a cog in our machine. <laughs> right. Yeah, you said something very, very interesting to me because you said like, you said like, you're like, wow, you're like, well, at least the Navy kind of wants you because most jobs don't seem to even want to hire you. And I'm like, yeah, they don't really want to hire me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm also in a bad state. I think Washington used to be a great state. And even like Lorraine and some of the old folks here, they don't recognize this country nor this, this state, Washington anymore. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I don't... I don't know what to say about that. I don't know um, really there, what to do. I don't know. It's kind of a mental thing, but there was a, like just a general sense that everyone in Montana was pretty friendly. Um, okay. Like, uh, yeah, just like almost everyone you interacted with was just like generally friendly people that like people would just like like I ate bone marrow at a restaurant and this couple next to us went as they were leaving they were like hey how was the bone marrow what was that like that seems that's so cool that you like and normally if you have the thought of like oh I wonder how they're thinking you just don't ask the person you just kind of like oh, I kind of wonder oh, I kind of wish I said this to this person but I didn't um right but like people would actually say nice things there was a little kid wearing the same uh sandals as me at a um craft fair like farmer's market thing um like under armor slides <laughs> and i kind of noticed and i'm like oh that's funny i could have the same and he's like dad that guy has the same shoes as me <laughs> so like i just like chatted with the dad i'm like yeah under armor pretty cool and then i was like yeah cool shoes little dude like <laughs> cool shoes man <laughs> and, it, and it was just kind of like i don't know just every little interaction was um people being friendly and then we're back in Eastern Washington here and it's like, um, and it's like everyone at Safeway or wherever is like bitter and they're like, what the fuck do you want? <laughs> right, right. That's how I feel about everything. Yeah, everybody's mad. Yeah, like everyone everybody's has to stick off. up their ass. Everyone's bitter and angry and pissed off. So I don't know what, if it's just the mountain fresh air or what, but like, yeah, there's something about, there's something to that. <laughs> Yeah, there's definitely something going on in, in the atmosphere. There's something going on in the uh, whatever, the sphere. Because COVID changed everything. The the government changed everything. The the future, the AI, the GTP. I, I, you know, I heard this thing. Uh, Japan has been in masks for so long. 
it was on the news. Um, so who knows if this is fucking true. But in Japan, get this, Wagner. They they said that, that they've been wearing masks for so long in Japan, they don't know how to smile anymore. Oh, sure. And they don't yeah. they don't know how to register emotions anymore. Sure. They don't know how to they don't know, they don't know how to look at you and, and register emotion. They're like, uh I'm um, Japanese. I think there's something <laughs> to to um being able to go on hikes. Like you're going to a gym, but like when you're actually mm-hmm. like on a trail in the mountains, there's a flowing river, there's a fish jumping and a bird mm-hmm. catches it and it flies off and like <laughs> and uh, a bear is fighting a you know, a cougar. Elk. And, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um and there's something to like getting out there that's so refreshing for the soul that it makes you a friendlier, less jaded person. And as sure. as we are just always staring at our phones, our TVs, right, our right. screens, felt, yeah. driving on a concrete highway in a concrete city, going to the concrete building to do anything, to buy our food, to do our exercise, to do whatever. Like it, all of that stuff is isolating us more and making us more jaded. So. So yeah, you I go definitely, to, yeah, I definitely feel that, yeah. So going to, uh, so that could be Montana's secret. It's just everyone's like outside all the t- like hiking and looking at the stars <laughs> and like. <laughs> sure, 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 yeah. And um, good exception. Yeah. And they're like, "Hi, how's it going?" And they're like, "What? I'm I've been staring at screens for the past five years. What did you just say?" <laughs> yeah. Oh God, yeah. it's a person. Holy fuck. <laughs> um. Yeah, yeah, we're turning into a bunch of golems, like Lord of the Rings, like <laughs> my precious, my Instagram. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm so glad I fucking deleted my fucking Instagram and my fucking Facebook. Fuck yeah, I, did, I, I think I've incurred. I'm, I'm, I'm like the Schindler's List of uh, <laughs> fucking social. I've convinced like at least three people to delete their shit. Really, really? Like, yeah, like besides yeah. me or something? Yeah, yeah, a couple others. Um, yeah, well, I was very impressed that you did it. I was like, oh, wow, he did it. And then, you know, I was just getting fed up with it because I was like, this is, yeah. no one liked me. No one cared. So I was like, well, why do I have this? And I kept convincing myself that's like, well, you're an actor. You should really keep it up. You yeah, should keep like this. Thing. It's like yeah, and it's like, no, no one's going to hire you. Spielberg's not going to find your Instagram and like you, you fuck idiot yeah <laughs> fucking douchebags <laughs> yeah you gotta let that go yeah that's the thing about the i think everybody nowadays has this um identity crisis uh, whether it's black lives matter or i'm black or i'm asian pacific islander i'm uh, everybody wants to belong and feel like they have a purpose in life um Mm-hmm. And the truth is they have to let that go because you're an American. You're not from Africa. Your ancestors may be from Africa, but you're, you're fucking Jay-Z. You're fucking, you're fucking Kim Kardashian. You're not an African American. You're a fucking American. So cut the shit. Stop wearing the fucking the things and st- like Native Americans and stuff. Like I, I've known a lot of Native Americans and I'm living with one right now and she hates it too. She's like, I'm not going to pretend to be a Native American. Even though she's fucking like half, she's like, I'm not going to fucking play the drums and be like, look at me, the water, the water is purifying my ancestors. Like, she's like, no, the future's coming. I can't save the fucking orcas. Go fuck yourself. And this is like, stop pretending that 
you're doing all these things and these actors they keep saying like we gotta save the water we gotta like save the plastic meanwhile they're fucking bringing 12 guitars on a private jet so they can go to a fucking set they're bringing records yeah. they're riding motorcycles they had DiCaprio's telling us to be a fucking retard and like save the planet meanwhile he's fucking 20 year olds on a goddamn yacht making 30 gallons of fucking diesel fuel in the fucking ocean yeah <laughs> nice job hypocrites you fucking idiots it's like shut the yeah. fuck up yeah i, <laughs> I think dude. a lot of people feel that way and yeah i think we're all just lost i think uh you know because it's the yeah, lost we, generation. We, we do want to belong and so we're kind of creating categories but instead of it yes. making us belong it's making us like isolated from one another and definitely definitely amen man amen that twice sister <laughs> amen to that all right that's well, how i feel yeah i think uh i think that's a good place to stop so sure t- uh talking sure. shells at gmail.com talking on eggshells patreon <laughs> uh yeah uh, all right peace out all right see you, everybody see you take it easy have a good have a good uh good weekend good good week Dev- d- the white yourself. noise podcast on spotify <laughs> that is true mine is on there um and exactly. Devin white actor at youtube.com if you if you want to know <laughs> so, so yeah man. all right see you